Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, has your career path really changed forever? My next guest thinks there are four essential career crises that we'll all have to face one day. He and his co-author offer ways to navigate these using examples from today's generation of workers and managers. It's great to welcome Dr. David Oxley, uh, the co-author of A Career Carol to the show. David, you're very welcome. Thanks, Bobby. Great, great to be with you. Now, you've written this book, you know, on the backdrop of the famous Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Give us the relationship between the two, if you would. Well, we wanted to write something that was fun. I mean, business books tend to be a bit dry and boring, don't they? So Absolutely. Um, we, were, <laughs> we were aiming for something that would not uh, be instantly forgettable or, or would be hard work to read. And we wanted to convey this idea that we had working with uh, some millennial and Gen Z talent through the pandemic and all the struggles that they were having with uh, work and trying to find balance or fulfillment in their life answers to deeper questions. And uh, we thought, you know, what a great way to convey this would be to say, you know, what what if they were visited by some ghosts? And uh, then, of course, the Christmas Carol came to mind. But we wanted to put a more modern twist on it. So it it just lent itself to the idea that someone was going to come back and and tell you, uh, here are the four big challenges you're going to face, so be ready for them. Okay, well, let's let's have a look at those challenges. And before we get into the challenges, are you saying, and your your, your partner, uh, Dr., the other doctor, Dr. Schuster, are yes. you saying that basically the new generation of employees, the current people, the people who haven't started work, are going to face the same challenges in work career as you and I faced? Yes, I think the answer to that question is yes. When, okay. But, but let me just qualify that by saying when we talk about jobs, we get very into the tactical of how to apply for a job and what your resume looks like and how to look good in an interview. And those things have changed dramatically over yeah. the last 40 years. But if you, if you actually deep dive into us as human beings, the challenges that we face – uh, throughout a 40-year t- lifespan, they actually are a little bit more eternal. They are our, you know, if you will, facing our, not our demons necessarily, but facing, uh, making choices as we go through our career about are we going to choose our better selves, improve ourselves, and come to terms with who we are as individuals, or are we to some extent going to go with the flow and then wake up one day surprised that we've been made redundant and our skills are no longer relevant. So yeah. that's what we were trying to tackle. Okay, well, so well, let's look at the four of them. First one you cite is failure to launch, uh, the challenge of tr- transitioning from school to work. That's very interesting because a lot of stuff happens at that juncture, which is luck, which is fortuitous, where you just may take a job that bundles you into another opportunity. So, you know, I think good luck, good and bad luck can happen at this juncture. Is that fair to say? It can. It absolutely can. I mean, the big the big challenge we're facing uh, or that we're pointing to is this uh, getting so stressed or uh, the anxiety levels getting so high that you end up getting paralyzed. So you don't do anything. So you're faced with all of this these choices and the pressure of your family to find a 
a good job and the idea that all of your uh, fellow uh, friends and students are all going off and getting jobs with I don't know banks or big corporations and you're sitting there going oh gosh am I going to be left behind and the and the big challenge in that if we think about it in behavioral terms is the uh, is allowing it to, to to stop you in your tracks yeah. and that's why we say failure to launch we're saying that it, it, you can get so stressed at that particular stage that it's easy to sort of run away and hide yeah now the second one you cite I think happens many people along the road becoming trapped in an unfulfilling job because you have bills to pay. I think that's a really, I'd say most of us have suffered from that at some stage. Yes. We call it trapped by the gilded cage because we think to some extent it is this um, getting sucked into a vortex where you keep persuading yourself that, uh, yes, you're unhappy, but somehow the next pay rise or the next promotion is going to fulfill you. It's going to be different. And, And of course, it it doesn't actually. There's diminishing returns every time you you take a step on your career, which is purely the quantitative side of life. And then your bills end up being. And there are all sorts of pressures. Most of the people that we have worked with, who uh, we believe have got trapped by the gilded cage, um, have have ended up almost becoming sort of Stockholm syndrome victims, where they they've persuaded themselves that they must suffer, that that is their lot in life. Um, That's a terrible because to, you know they've got a mortgage to pay and they've yeah. got a family to support and and trying to navigate through that and say actually no there's a way to do those things and find some fulfillment some happiness. Uh, the third one, blind faith, and this is something that I think is probably more common now than it was that you're just a victim of a business that ends up in trouble, a technology disruption, or as you say yourself, self-imposed obsolescence. So um, that can happen to anybody. And I think sometimes, you know, luck plays a part in that as well. It does, yes. And it's quite, uh, we, we have a lot of conversations recently about uh, old, uh, artificial intelligence and the, the march of technology across different industries um, and some of those things feeling uh, frighteningly quick uh, and a lot of people being nervous about them. The, what we're pointing to in in the book and the story is that how uh, again as an individual you, as you particularly get into your middle and latter years of your career you end up that that early um, need to uh, prove yourself the the energy that you had to try and say well I'm I'm having to catch up with everyone you tend to embrace things and changes much more easily in the first ten years of your career. Then in the second 10 or 20, you start to, particularly those of us uh, who have grown up in the UK or, or in in that part of the world, there's this sort of fatalism that says, oh, life is tough and stuff happens. And um, But what that does is behaviorally, it makes you, um, it makes you more of a fatalist. It makes you think yeah. um, the world is, uh, you know, a, a mean place and it's going to spit you out and technology is something to be afraid of. So you have to tr- try and trick yourself to uh, relate to these new things as exciting new things to learn rather than things to be threatened by. Yeah. And the last one you cite, which I'm kind of surprised at in one way, is saying departing a moral path taking a shortcut, 
doing something stupid, something unethical, something that's dishonest, maybe, which ultimately you come to regret. But I would suggest that that's a very small cohort of people that actually do something that damages their reputation or their future prospects. Yeah, we happen to talk when Sam Bankman-Fried is, is, is on trial in the US, it seems. Uh, that's the example that we could point to. And so it's very easy with those big cases to say they're sort of caricatures. They're, they're, they're almost like sort of um, supervillains in a Marvel movie. Uh, I think um, th- in that sense, you're absolutely right. They are the extremes. But if we think about it in our own careers, we guarantee that each of us over the space of 40 years will be faced with some perilous choices. Um, whether you're in a room with a bunch of people who are trying to persuade you that, um, you know, a decision, you know, we, we, we say in the book, beware of people in expensive suits telling you, don't worry, everyone else is doing it. And so there, there are very sort of subtle, deceptive ways that you can end up getting suckered into yeah. uh, compromising your own values. And so what we're saying is don't wake up as a 55 or a 60 year old and say, oh, you know, geez, I wish I hadn't done that. Um, but be very conscious of it as you go and don't and don't find yourself trapped in a room with a bunch of people who are trying to persuade you to do something that, that, that you don't feel good about. So in, in, in summary then, when we look at it, David, and you look at those, which are very interesting for, I suppose, game changers that we all need to consider and that they come close to us all at some stage. So, so what do you say to somebody who's going out to the job world today? Should, should they just be aware of this stuff and just be relaxed about it and get on with their lives? Or should they be really careful not to, I suppose, fall victim of any of these uh, four life events? Yeah, I think, I think that's perfectly said in a way that the challenge that we have is that we get consumed by the more superficial, the more tactical aspects of finding a job, maximizing our return in that job, getting pay rises, getting promotions. And we start to confuse that with pursuing a successful career, which actually, in our opinion, has much more to do with the sort of deeper human um, developmental phases where you have to keep yourself anchored and you have to understand that there are traps that you could fall into along the way. And we we genuinely are trying to help people understand that those traps are there waiting for them. We don't want them to walk over the trap door and fall through. So we think that there are two things here. One is, yes, you have to fight for your career and to get your job and to, to, to fight in the in the job to get the recognition you deserve. But at the same time, I think you have to be uh, investing in understanding who you are, what your values are, what your red lines are, and make sure that you're vigilant. You don't yeah. end up into a sort of dark alley or a dead end. Yeah. So I think you have to do both at the same time. Okay. Well, look, it's a great thought provoker and it's a good read. Uh, and again, anybody, because uh, I think there's stuff in there that, you know, once you read it, you think about it. Uh, so I yes. think it's a it's a pertinent reminder told in a, in a lovely way with the backdrop uh, of a Christmas, of the Dickens of Christmas Carol uh, running through the, through the book. David Oxley, thanks very much for joining us today and uh, good luck with the, with the book, uh, A Career Carol. Thanks, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.